Welcome to the Community Church Podcast, your place to belong. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this week's message. I hope that it blesses and encourages you. Oh, that's good. That's good, man. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. I think we said that last week, but just in case you missed it, Happy New Year. And uh, we're so glad that you're with us today. I'm going to get you to turn to Matthew chapter 14. Uh, We're going to go there today as we uh, get into our series, our word for the year. I told you last week uh, to come ready for a word, a word over your family, a word for the church. Uh, We do this normally every single year where at the beginning we give a word, we give a theme for the year, and then we invite you to have a theme for your family. Give us some prayer requests. I'll explain that in a few moments um, that, there's a spot on our website that you can go and fill out some information and do that in a few minutes. But um, uh, normally we would do that and we would have communion together like we did last week. But then we would take time as leaders to pray over you, uh, pray over your family, speak blessing and favor over you. And so uh, we can't do that this year because of all the lockdowns and whatever as far as laying hands on you right here in the building. But we're going to be praying for you and we're going to be sharing that in just a few moments as I share what God's laid on my heart Uh, for this year. Now, before I start anything else, I have to have uh, or give a special shout out to my daughter, Madison, who turns 21 today. 21. I'm feeling super old right now. It's kind of crazy. But anyways, so uh, so shout out to Madison. Happy birthday and uh, proud of you and excited about what God has for you and and your future. And uh, yeah, so 21. So still, listen, I might be old but I'm still looking good. All right, here we go. Uh, Matthew chapter, that's debatable, I know. You're probably all at home going, really? Okay, so uh, Matthew chapter 14. Let me give you a word that God's uh, laid on my heart for uh, this year, and then we're gonna invite the Holy Spirit to give us ears today to hear what God is saying to us as a church, as individuals, and for our family. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 says this, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him on the other side. And while he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. And later that night, he was, he was there alone, and the, the boat was already a considerable distance. Uh, you know, when you study this, they believe that um, they'd gone as far as almost three to three and a half miles out from shore. And, it, and they were buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. So a lot of scholars believe that they were probably rowing pretty hard. Strong wind, winds were a, a regular occurrence in, the, uh, you know, in that time of year, that rainy season. Uh, it's easy, we've seen throughout scripture, to see a violent storm uh, descend upon Galilee like it, uh, like it has in the past. And so it, the impression in this passage is, is that's what's going on. It's, it's just a violent storm that's happening. And so shortly before dawn, between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., like Jesus was an early riser or he didn't sleep at all, one of the two, he went out to them, walking on the lake or walking on the water. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said. And they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, for it is I, don't be afraid. And then something really powerful and something really interesting happens in this moment. He hears this voice, and it's Peter. And Peter says, Lord, if it's you, I want to highlight something here right now. I want you to highlight that because the reality is that this phrase, in the condition that it's written, 
is actually more of a statement of assurance than it is doubt. It's not so much a question as much as it's, it's assuming a fact. And so it really could be read since it's you, not if it's you, since it's you. Knowing that it's you, there's, a, there's a, an assurance in Peter's heart. Peter says, tell me to come on the water. Tell me to come to the water. Tell me, tell me to step out of the boat and to walk towards you on water. And Jesus replies and he says, come. And then Peter, I want you to highlight this. And then Peter got out of the boat and he walked on water. And he came towards Jesus. And a lot of people don't know how far, but, but he certainly you know, was close enough because the next moment happened. The wind kicks in, and he begins to become afraid, and he begins to take his eyes off Jesus, and he begins to sing, sink, and he begins to cry out, and he says, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand. So we know that he was close enough to where Jesus was for Jesus just to bend down and to pick him up. And then Jesus utters words that he uttered so many times to the disciples. He said, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Or as one uh, scholar wrote, he said, what got into you? What got in front of you? What, 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 what obstacle, what struggle, what, what act got in between your faith and me? What, 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 got, what got in the middle of that that caused the fear and the, and, the, and, the, and the worry that was going on? I want to talk about walking on water this year. I want to talk about stepping out. Would you join me in prayer? Father, I just thank you for your presence. Thank you for the worship team that just so greatly led us in worship today. It's such an honor to watch them and to be a part of worship in this moment. And I believe that, God, your presence is in all of our homes today. I believe, Holy Spirit, that when we come with an anticipation of hearing from you or, or, or receiving from you or encountering you, that, God, you are quick to respond. It's the delight of your heart to encounter and to interact with your, your children. And so, Father, in this moment, as we've experienced your presence, and I believe that your presence is still very much alive and, and real right where we are right now in this moment, I ask you, Holy Spirit, to give us ears to hear. Help us to hear what the Lord is saying, not just in this moment, but, Lord, what you're saying to us for 2021, as, as individuals, as families, as a church, as leaders today. And again, God, as we've prayed so many times throughout the last year, God, may we have the courage to walk it out in obedience that we would be faithful to your word today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You know what, no matter who you are, everybody's had regrets, right? Like, or missed opportunities. We, 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 we have these moments where we could have done something or, you know, I kind of, I kick myself for not doing this in this moment. Missed opportunities. And, and I started thinking about my own life and some of the things that, man, I wish I had done if I had time. You know, like, looking back when I was younger, I kind of wished that I had traveled a little more before, you know, you get married and you have kids and, and you kind of kick yourself sometimes because, you know, when you do travel as they get a little older, you, you discover, wow, like, I could have done this before we had children because, you know, once you have kids, that's it. That's the end of your pocketbook. You know, it's empty, you know, and, and, and for good reason, you know, you're watching 
watching over your kids and supplying everything that they need and all that good stuff. But there are moments in life where we miss opportunities and, and we kick ourselves a little bit. And I was, I was reading some examples in life, in the world, uh, that, that people missed out on opportunities. In 1873, can you imagine if you were in the room with, this, uh, with a British government committee and Thomas Edison is sitting there and he is explaining to them the, uh, uh, the, the invention that he just created, which was the light bulb. And, and listen to what their response was when he was talking about the light bulb. I mean, right now, you can see lights behind me. I hung them this week for the new stage. There's lights in front of me so that, you know, I'm you know, showing up on your screen a little clearer and, and all of that good stuff. But like, we use light for everything. It was revolutionary. We all agree. But can you imagine being in the room or looking back at that moment? And this is exactly what they said to Thomas Edison. They said this, and I quote, it's okay for our transatlantic friends, but unworthy of the attention of practical and scientific men. Unworthy for us to even bother with your invention, Thomas Edison. It's no big deal. It's just a fad. It's not going to do anything. And here we are today, an invention that revolutionized the world. Can you imagine being a part of that committee? Can you imagine being the person that made that statement and talk about a kick yourself moment to miss out on an opportunity to be a part of something that revolutionized the world? And you, when you, when you begin to you know, look at your world and history, you see so many other moments just like that. And I wonder, when I read this passage in Matthew chapter 14, I wonder if this was a kick-yourself moment for the disciples that were still in the boat. That even after Peter gets pulled out of the water, you know, and he's drenched in water, you got to remember, he still walked on water. Peter experienced something that only one other person, unless you include ice, just saying. But Peter joined an exclusive club of only two people that ever walked on water. And I wonder to myself, I think to myself, was there ever a time, was there ever a moment where the disciples, as Peter's sitting there, and they thought to themselves, wow, if we only had the courage, if we only had the faith that Peter had, if we only had something, and we all know that Peter's impulsive, we all know that Peter is rash at times. We know that there are moments where he just, he constantly wanted to step out. He didn't like, to, he, Peter was the kid that doesn't like to draw within the lines. In the same way, it, the same way spiritually, he, he, there was something inside of him that I want to step out. I want to experience Jesus, what you have for us. And I wonder if the disciples that were sitting in the boat watched this all unfold and watched Peter walking on water and thought to themselves, what if I put my leg over the boat and asked the same thing? Would I have joined Peter and would I have walked on water? Did he sink? Yes. But that wasn't because of faith. That was because of a lack of trust. But he still walked on water. 
and Peter, I, like I was saying to the staff earlier this week as I was sharing this word, and I'm going to share why this word is so important in a second, but I was saying to them, like, listen, I'd be like Peter. I would be reminding them every once in a while when the guys would be like, you know, chirping me for something that I did, and I would say, hey, guys, just remember, I walked on water. I walked on water. And no matter how you look at it, he experienced something so incredible in God and, 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 and simply because he decided to step out of the boat, not stay in the boat. And, you know, over the last number of weeks, as I, as I reflect on what God, you know, has in store for us, and, and I and understand, trust me, I understand, you know, uh, hindsight is such a valuable um, a valuable thing, you know, and they always say that it's 2020, although I don't know if I want to use that phrase anymore. Nobody wants to look back on 2020, but, but hindsight is 2020. We all have our reasons in those moments why we choose to do something or not do something, and, and even when we kick ourselves, no matter what it is, you know, that's where God's grace and God's mercy kind of kicks in, and, and, and it doesn't mean that we get derailed or that we completely miss out on stuff when it comes to God. God always has a tendency to bring it around, and, and there were many great opportunities for the disciples after after the boat incident, that they would go on and do great and awesome and mighty things. It didn't hinder them, but they missed out. And God's been stirring in my heart for the last number of weeks. And when I say the last number of weeks, I would say probably it started in around November. When we started looking forward into the new year and we're trying to figure out the budget and of course, the property has been up for, for sale at this moment, and you're just trying to figure out, God, what are our next steps? You're walking into the unknown. You know, uh, at that point, things started to, uh, you know, get worse as far as COVID and numbers and all this kind of stuff, and you just don't know what you're going to do next. And all the while, God was just stirring in my heart about missing out on great opportunities stepping out and this passage of scripture started to to fill my heart and there were some words and conversations that that i was having with leaders and prayer partners and and, and you can sense that there's an anticipation that god is up to something even though on paper it doesn't seem like it or even on paper it doesn't make any sense you know this is the season where you know maybe we should just wait out the storm and just get through this and i feel like god's saying no that's not what you're called to do in fact, with the word, and, and finally, I remember on New Year's Eve, it, it, and I had shared a few things up until New Year's Eve, but on New Year's Eve, it just became very clear. I felt like God saying, listen, I'm calling you to step out, that this would be a year where community church would step out and not like get anything get in its way of taking steps of faith and, and instead of trying to wait out the storm. I've said this many times in 2020, I don't want to survive, I want to thrive. I don't believe that God is the God of survival, I think he is the God of thriving. I really believe that. I think scripture is full of that and so it makes sense for us to step out and experience things in God even the impossible to experience and encounter things in God that nobody else has had an opportunity to or even forget anybody else even for community church in all of its history for us to experience something so different because we choose not to stay in the boat and wait out the storm, but we're going to choose individually, as families, as, uh, in our workplaces, in our relationships, in our walk with God, whatever it might be, direction, guidance, we're going to choose to ask God, can I step out and experience something in you? Because I know, I get the tendency, I, I get it. You know, I sat in my house yesterday and course you know we're hearing news of 
you know, restricted, you know, uh, things coming down as far as lockdown and the numbers. And I sat in my house going, oh, oh, God, I just can't wait for this. And the word wait started bothering me. And I caught myself saying it, and I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not waiting this out. I'm not going to wait for the storm to pass, for COVID to go, in order to engage my faith or to step out and believe God for great things. I'm not going to wait when I have the opportunity to walk on water. And here's the reason why. Because I'm going to tell you right now, this is... This is an absolutely challenging word. There's no doubt about that in this season. You know, and, and, and I'll be honest with you, because, because you've got to remember something. One of the things that, that, that Jesus, up until this moment, Jesus actually, and if you go to Matthew chapter 10, and you can read it for yourself, but in Matthew chapter 10, you know, uh, Jesus begins to equip them and begins to release them to go into their communities and to heal the sick. That's what Jesus was doing. He actually said, you will raise the dead. That's what Jesus was doing. You are going to go out and you are going to, you know, you're going to cast out demons. That's what Jesus was doing. And so for Peter, he just saw Jesus walking on water and he's like, well, listen. And it's not about, was it a test? Maybe, possibly, most likely. Was it about walking on water? Not necessarily. The goal wasn't about walking on water for Peter. It was the fact that Jesus was modeling something in the supernatural. And he's like, I want to experience that in you, Jesus. Because that's what you've been training me and equipping me for. To build my faith, to strengthen my faith, calling me to do something that is so beyond the natural. And nobody else has ever done it. Jesus was the only one at that moment. And I can't explain to you that in all of this, as I've been processing it, I can't, I can't say it enough how challenging this word has been over the last number of weeks, especially on paper. Man, when I look at, when I look at, you know, how we've been impacted, and thank God, God has provided, you know, throughout 2020, and, and you know, we, we made some changes to our budget, and we did our best to, to, to do what we could in the, in the season that we found ourselves, and we trusted God to provide for the rest, and, and there were ways that he did, but I'm going to tell you right now, this word kind of, kind of, you know, flies in the face of a COVID economy. It's like, let's pare down everything and let's just hold on and wait out the storm. And I feel like God's saying, no, you, I want you to step out. I want you to step out and I want you to step into the things that I have for you. I don't want you to wait out the storm. I don't, listen, the storm was already happening when Peter stepped out of the boat, by the way. It didn't just come on. He was already, the storm was already there. He just lost sight of Jesus for a moment. Even, uh, you know, again, going back into 2020, I'd shared with you guys probably all year long, and maybe even before that, I felt like at some point, I at least was telling this to the staff, that at some point, you know, we're going to have a time of fasting and prayer, and I didn't know when, and then all of a sudden, November came, and I felt like God saying, you're going to do, or before November, sorry, October, you're going to do 21 days of prayer and fasting, and I didn't understand why, I just felt like, you know what, we're going to end the year in prayer and fasting, we're going to break some things, we're going to shake some things individually, corporately, I just, I just need to, I'm just going to be responsible, I'm going to be obedient to what God's called me to in this moment, 
And then two days before we started, I'd already announced that we were doing our 21 days of fasting. Our tenant, who had been impacted by the COVID economy, gave us the formal letter saying that it's two months' notice and we're, we're, we're no longer going to be meeting the space. And we met and we talked. And, of course, we left the door open if that were to change. And, but starting in January, we don't have a tenant. That's huge for us as a church financially. And yet, as I sat across the table, just talking and saying thank you to our tenant who we've really valued for the last number of years, I wasn't rattled. It was the weirdest thing. I'm like, God, I should be rattled over this. This should really bother me. This doesn't make any sense to me in this moment. And yet I felt like God saying, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And then we got into the prayer and fasting, and I began to like pray this prayer. And, and I'll be honest with you, I'll ask you, I, I've asked the prayer course uh, folks that are with me every Wednesday night, I've asked them to pray this prayer. In fact, when I shared this word, someone had written down that exact, almost the exact phrasing just before I said it to the group. And I just said, you know what? I, I'm, I'm asking God, and I'm grateful for a tenant, but I don't want to be dependent on a tenant. I want a tenant so that we can draw people to the church and we can use that to bless our community that much more. But God, I'm asking in 2021 or at some point in the future where we as a church will not rely on a tenant that much. And then all of a sudden someone came to me afterwards and said, Pastor Craig, look what I wrote down just before you said this. And we just began to pray. And in my prayer times with my prayer partners, with the staff, we talked about God, we don't know what God's up to, but we feel like God is doing something. And, and so here we are hitting a COVID economy and we're impacted just like anybody else, any other church, any other organization. You know, uh, we're, we're impacted individually and personally and corporately. You know, we, we don't have a tenant for come, you know, January and it's a wrestle. And then we take steps of faith and I remember meeting with the, the council and even though I felt absolute confidence, I, I, we sat down as a council and we talked about the 2021 budget. And of course, this is the moment where you start talking about, well, what do we need to do? And, and how do we need to, you know, build this budget? And, and this is where we're at. We don't have this tenant. And all of a sudden, I just, you know, I just, it, it, long before that, I shouldn't say all of a sudden, but, but in that moment, in, in, in a moment, I just shared with them what God put on my heart. And I just said, I don't believe that this is the season for us to shrink back. I have this sense that we need to press forward and believe. I, I think we have to take, I think we have to, we, we've got to take our leg and we've got to put it over the boat. And we've got to say, Jesus, can I come? Can I walk on water? Because we need you, God. And I believe that you are the God of provision. And we started talking about that, and we all felt in our heart, yeah, this is the right move, and, 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 and you know what, we're going to build that budget. And listen, as, as we share that in the annual meeting in March, listen, we need God to intervene. We need God to step in. There is no doubt about that. I'm being honest with you. But listen to this. One of the things that we had talked about was God providing. And we're grateful. We, you know, as a church, we're, we're blessed. You know, we, we don't have any, we don't own anything on the property, and, and you know, we're, you know, we're, we're okay financially right now, and, and all that good stuff. But, but here, we were talking about this exact phrase. We kept saying, well, you know what? We're just going to have to trust God for the provision. 
We're just going to have to trust God. Somewhere along the line, whether it's through a tenant as a step two, because I do believe that at some point we're going to get to a place where we're going to love having a tenant, but not for operational, but so we can use it to bless our community that much more. So when we looked at missions, we, we, we tweaked a couple of things, but really minor, and, and our budgets, we tweaked where we could, and, and we just said, okay, God, we're going to believe you for the rest, and, and that was early December, and we said, we're just going to trust God for provision. Meanwhile, all along this moment, the property had been up for sale, and we had a couple of people just kind of sniff at it, but when they heard that they had to rezone it, you know, they got a little scared, so we never got any offers. We got any no nibbles, and, and December 24th, you know, we, 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 uh, our, our, our contract was going to uh, expire, and we had decided in early December that we were going to investigate what it would cost and what it would take in order to rezone the property. And so we did. And we thought, well, we'll, we'll let the, the deal lapse for you now, and we'll, we'll see how it goes with the potential of rezoning, and then we'll pick it up again, and we'll put it back up. And then on December 23rd, we got two offers. One was a low ball, and the other one was well within what we were looking for as a church. And instantly, and, and I want to say this, and the reason why I'm telling you this is because we want you to pray. And I don't know, I believe that this is God. I believe that God is is going to provide through this, and we're asking you to join us in prayer that this deal goes through with the conditions and, and, and you know, all of that kind of stuff, and I don't want to divulge all that, but, but, but hear my heart, you know, like it's, it's, it's within striking distance, no problem, and, and so, you know, we're, we're, we're just, you know, processing it, and we're, we signed the deal on, on December 24th. We have accepted a conditional offer on our other piece of property, and, and whether it's this or not, listen to me. What I take from that is this, I believe that this is, and I'm believing and I'm praying as a leadership, we believe, I remember having conversations with each of the pastor's council members and all of them saying, talk about asking God for provision. We took a step of faith, trusting that God was going to provide. We put our foot over the boats. And something that had absolutely very little or next to no activity, three weeks, two weeks later, we get two offers in one day, and we sign on the next day, just before Christmas. Talk about an incredible Christmas gift. And we pray, but this is what the Lord spoke to me. If anything, or at least what I was stirred, I shouldn't say spoke to me. What was stirred in my heart is that if anything, this was just a little wink from God going, I've got you. I've got you. And I want you to do what I've asked you to do. I want you to step out. I want you, I want you to press forward. I want you to initiate. Because if you notice something, there are times in God where I think God's looking for us to initiate in order for us to see the power and the, and the authority and the great things of God. There are times where God will call us to something, but then there are times like Peter, Peter teaches us that there are moments where God is looking for or waiting for us to initiate. And we know from Hebrews that the thing that pleases God the most is faith. When we sense or feel like there's an opportunity in front of us, 
And yes, we pray. I'm not talking about reckless abandon. We're not talking about like just doing crazy, crazy stuff. It's about anticipation and seeing God do something around us. And I can't explain. And can I just tell you that even what I've just shared with you, you could look at that and say, well, all right, man, God's already answering our prayer. Here's the thing. I don't think the property is the answer yet. I actually think the, I think the property is a part of a bigger answer. I believe that in 2021, I believe that as we choose to initiate steps of faith, that God is going to honor us as we trust in him. Because sometimes we're always waiting for God in the invitation, and there's nothing wrong with that. But in God's kingdom, not everything has to be an invitation when sometimes God is just looking for us to initiate it and to step out and to believe and to trust. And when we see the excitement of, 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 I believe, the excitement of Jesus, because I think you see the contrast of his disappointment in the moment that he took his eyes. Because remember, he got out of the boat, he took steps towards Jesus, he walked on water, and then all of a sudden... The very things that had been around him at this point anyways, now caught his eye. You know, you know how like you're riding a bike for the first time, and you got a few tries, and you, know, and, you, and you wobble, and then finally you get on your bike and you start riding, and all of a sudden it dawns on you, I'm riding my bike, I'm riding my bike. And the moment that happens, we all of a sudden become conscious of the fact that we're not falling. And what does every mom and dad do? Just keep doing what you're doing. Don't think about anything else. Don't look around you. Don't look down. Just, I mean, look ahead of you. We don't want you in a garbage can or anything, but, but, but just keep riding. Keep going. Keep going, and you can hear the cheering. And again, I go to Hebrews chapter 12. There is this great cloud of witnesses that are watching you and I, watching Community Church, run their race before God. And the scripture says, keep your eyes on Jesus. And the moment that Peter allowed fear and allowed the circumstance or allowed the conditions of the moment to deter him from doing what he was already doing, he was already walking on water. And Jesus said, why did you doubt? Why did you let that in? Why did you allow that to get in the way? When just like I said earlier, just a few moments ago, Matthew chapter 10, he's like, I'm giving you authority and you're going to go into your communities and you're going to raise the dead, guys, in my name. Under my power and under my authority, you are going to heal the sick. You're going to cast out demons. And sometimes, you know, we get so like, with scripture, we get so kind of like zoned in on something and we get fixated on something. We're like, well, man, so, so PC, you're talking about stepping out and raising the dead and healing the sick and you know, all that kind of stuff. No, what I'm saying is step out and do what God's called us to do and believe God to do something through us that is impossible on paper. And whatever that looks like in this coming year, I don't know what it is. And trust me, even, even this week, talk about conditions, even this week, and, and watching the numbers rise, and, 
and knowing that we're in lockdown. And now there's talks about extending the lockdown and still doing church this way. And, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm grateful for technology, but there's nothing like having people in front of your faces you're sharing. I'm so grateful for the team that's here right now in this moment. Something so awesome about it and so good. And I sat back and I went, God, you've told me you want us to step out in this year. In fact, you know, the phrase that I used, I said it on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. I said, walking in step with the great God towards his great purposes in 2021, get ready to step. It was a word for myself. It was a word for you. And I sat, in, even yesterday, sitting on my couch and I was watching the, the Maple Leafs blue and white game. I'm so, I can't wait for hockey to start on Wednesday. I, I'm, I'm dying for this, man. And I can sense the heaviness of the season kicking in. Listen, I can't tell you I had a moment of resurgence in my spirit. I had a moment where I actually just said to myself, no, you're not going down this road again. He called us to step out. And that means he already knows the storm that's going on. And he stepped out when, listen to this, he stepped out when the storm was happening. And so I want to call you and challenge you to be like Peter. As Jeff comes back, I want you to I want to challenge you to be like Peter in the sense of asking and pursuing steps of faith, hearing what the Lord has to say. And I, I promise you, over the next number of weeks, I'm going to I'm going to you know look at different moments. I'll probably even teach on this a little bit more because I'm going to tell you I had so much written down. I could have I could have spoke five sermons. I won't do that to you today. You're probably saying, "Thank God, PC, don't do this." I hope that you're stirred today. I hope I got across what I feel like God's calling us to do. Don't miss out in 2021 because you're allowing the storm to keep you from taking steps of faith and we'll talk about things like you know not taking reckless steps but but again remember Peter pursued he asked he talked to Jesus and so we're going to talk a little bit about that we're going to talk about taking steps not when conditions are perfect because I'm going to tell you right now there's never a time that I read in scripture where God calls someone to do something where the conditions were perfect. The conditions should never be the deterrent to stepping out. They should not define what we do. The only person that should define what we do is Jesus. That's it. And I wrote this down and I wasn't sure how I was going to say this, but, but I just, I, I wrote it down where there's this idea of like, Nothing less. All I want. I want faith to fill our heart and nothing less. That's what I wrote down earlier this week. My prayer for Community Church 2021 is that we would ask Jesus to walk on water. To experience the impossible. Because we have the faith to believe. Pursuing Jesus and his leading and his guiding and not staying in the boat and missing out I don't want to walk out of 2021 going what if what if what if I want to walk out of 2021 just surging 
not surviving. That's my prayer for us as a church. And so, as we close this out, my word for this year is to step out. But I also ask you to take some time this week to pray about what's your word for your family. Because it might be a little bit different, and that's okay. What's your word for the church? What's your prayer for the church? And we would normally do that. And so today's message is really about initiating, right? Because every other year we would normally do this and you would take a step of faith and you would speak a word. I'd ask you to speak a word over your family and I'm asking you to do the same. And here's what I want you to do. Uh, It's already live on the website right now. When you go to communitychurch.ca, you can either hit the tab that's just under the home tab where it says step out 2021 or... When you first open up the website, there'll be a pop-up that shows up, and you can click the link, and it'll take you to that page, and there's a form there. And the form will ask us for your name, and we'll ask you, what's your word for your family? What's your word for the church? And then, how can we pray? And all you got to do is fill out those things, and then hit submit, and then we're going to get your, instantly we will get the email. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that, then I'm going to distribute it among the staff and among our prayer partners and among our leaders, just like we normally would on a Sunday, except this is how you got to do it virtually. And we're going to take some time over the next couple of weeks, and we're going to begin to pray and come alongside you as you declare of your family for 2021. Come on, community church. Let's step out. Let's step out. Thanks for listening in to this week's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media to stay updated with everything Community Church. Also check us out at www.